Welcome to Cafecito con Leche. My name is Dino. I'm David. David, it is a beautiful day. I can hear Jack snoring in the back. Can you really? <laughs> we are at David's parents' place. He's dog-sitting the oldest, cutest little dog. And you don't think he's cute? You made a face. He, he, ha he has an old man face now. Okay. Um, he's not as cute as he was, like, maybe five years ago. Old people can be cute. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm not that much older than you. How dare you? That's right. Uh, yes, it is a beautiful day. David recently told me I had old man energy and was surprised I didn't fall asleep everywhere. Um, do you do you not remember that? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> when did I say it? What uh, happened? I forgot who we were talking to, but we were, you were just like, I'm surprised you don't fall asleep everywhere. I'm like, well, I can't sleep, first of all. And I've been an old man since a little kid, so well, I'm just kind of growing I, into I think myself. We were, I think we were talking about like you going out to like parties and things and you being like, I'm always ready to bounce. You say that all the time. And then I was like, in my mind, I made the leap. Like, I feel like he's one of those people that's like, I'm home watching a movie. And just, I do that. I, I was doing that last night. Yeah. I fell asleep during Blue Demon and Santo. Did you? I yeah, thought I you missed, did. I, I heard the whole a, climax. I heard. Well, there wasn't much of a climax in the movie. <laughs> a little dated, but no, I thought I heard you fall asleep, and I was like, No, you. I, I kept jumping back in and out, but it's fine. That's fine. Okay, let's do the housekeeping stuff first. Go for it. Uh, if you like this podcast, please like, share, subscribe. If you're feeling a little extra generous, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cclpod, where you can get bonus episodes. I'm putting up the second bonus episode this week, I swear. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize it wasn't up. Uh, thank I'm you. Not for, I'm not a subscriber. I, I can tell. <laughs> um, and if you want to see us dm us we're on twitter and instagram at ccl pod i forgot what i was gonna say wouldn't they want to see us do what do i don't know i was gonna i forgot okay that's a that's a different tier <laughs> <laughs> pay a little extra i, I give it for free on my alt but it's fine okay <laughs> i will tell you where the alt is if you venmo me ten dollars yeah at ccl pod yeah, I'll let ten, you know. ten bucks for my alt beautiful <laughs> with that out of the way we have a guest today. We do have a guest today. I'm really excited for our guest. We have a special guest, Concha of the Week. Uh, someone I've known since undergrad. Uh, we kind of bounce around different circles and run into each other. It's always nice. Um, I forgot to ask if there are things you didn't want to say on the show, so I'm just going to say everything. Uh, <laughs> he is... Uh, I had a thought. Wow, Dino. I know. He is a political activist here in Long Beach. <laughs> so for those of you that say this podcast is too Long Beach heavy, get ready, bitches. It's getting heavier. Yeah. Um, he is the co-host of Long Beach Chisme. Who we've been sharing pretty regularly now for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we went to a birthday party for his partner and a group of... Tori? Tori, yeah. Mm -hmm. Tori. Your mic is on too. You can speak. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> can you officially bring me in? Sure. Please. <laughs> I Please prefer, welcome to the show. I think the, the, the legal vernacular is a gaggle of Tori. Gaggle of Tori. We're just like a lot of Tauruses in our in our orbit. Let's just have one birthday party for all yeah, of them. I think, well, how many were there? There were like 10 like or so, right? Seven, I oh, okay. think. Okay. I think by final count. I don't know. I think okay. something slipped in there, but yeah. Um, Sis, I'm going to name you. Please welcome <laughs> to the show, James Swazo. <laughs> What thank up? you for being here of course thanks y'all for having me you're also i feel i forgot because i was gonna be like where are the conchas and then you were like our guest concha i was like i'm the go yeah. concha <laughs> <laughs> so there we go that Hello. would be good we could bring them to guests next time next we, time we have very little money <laughs> <laughs> conchas are like a dollar 75 now in, the, in this economy wow. yeah yeah, yeah. And now, it's because northgate does like all the extra shit that they have mm -hmm. to get you 
with a dollar fifty for the concha. I paid two dollars for an elote the other day on this street. Oh hell no! I was at Vaughn's and almost bought some, and I decided no, these won't be good. I, I bought corn. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> where are are your favorite conchas from Northgate? Uh, no, there is a panaderia that well, it used to be on Atlantic Avenue, uh-huh. um, down below Willow, where my grandma lived, and they had amazing mm. conchas. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, now I just get them from Northgate. Yeah, they're from Northgate. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good Monarca too. ones are awful. Sorry, Monarca. <laughs> oh, I didn't think they were that awful. No, I don't know. No. Uh, they're right. really they're, they're almost they're almost like cookie consistency. Mm. Little, I think it's because they make so many of them too early. Yeah, that they dry out very quickly. Oh, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. That's what I've run into at least. Every yeah, time. yeah. But that's also kind of the bit is that they are drier. Right? Is that it? Because oh. was like dip it in the get no. Okay. Oh, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I like them nice and soft where they Yeah, break. I do too. Um, I do too. Yeah, that's my yeah. thing. Well, you know, funny you mentioned um, the bonus episode not going up yet because I listened to the latest episode this morning while I was doing dishes. <laughs> so, um, and I was like, y'all kept talking about this Home Depot person. And I was like, I really want to know. Also, Solidarity I should support. So I signed up as a, a Patri- oh, Patreon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Solidarity at Home Depot. I was like, no, you no, don't want to no, 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 be in Solidarity with people, this. No, no, no. <laughs> Not, not, not that, not that. Bonus episode this week's going to be really dark. So. <laughs> well, no, but then I went to go listen to it and it was like, oh, it's not up yet. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so and I'm just sitting in suspense, but yeah, it's, it's coming. Yeah. Are you caught up completely with our, yeah. Like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I wow. try and listen, you know, there's, there's very, so I actually never really was like a big podcast person. I think the way I got into podcasts was like the no sleep podcast in lore. Mm-hmm. So it was all about like real life horror kind of stuff or like oh, okay. fictional horror. I just, that sounds, that's fun to me. And then as long as I, this is kind of embarrassing, but I could listen, <laughs> I couldn't listen to it to myself. I had to have my roommate at home or like I knew he was going to spend the night. Like I just, couldn't do <laughs> I couldn't scare myself too much. Um, but then, uh, after, um, when I started dating Daniel, my current boyfriend, and he, he listens to podcasts like constantly, like probably several a day. And so when he pitched the idea of Long Beach Cheese and how we got that going, that got me to be like, okay, now that I'm doing this, I probably should listen to more podcasts. Mm. Um, and so I've expanded my variety. And so I'd have some that I like are comedy. I like a lot of like conver- the conversational ones. I'm more of like, I have to have like a shared identity with the person. So that's yeah. why I like this podcast. I'm like, let's just talk about queer shit all the time. Right? Yeah. And there's really no like story to ours either. No. It's literally just like, we just sit down and say, hit record. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, what I, that's what feels so like authentic and organic about it too. Uh, um, although I have been, my, one of our other roommates got us into celebrity memoir book club, which oh, is fantastic. Is it's two women who sit down and they read different celebrity memoirs and autobiographies. And then okay. like recap them and tell you like which ones are good and which ones are bad. And <laughs> oh. it's like, and there's, there's some that are actually like legit good, but then it also like, you know, not like celebrities are not just like us, right? <laughs> Shocking no one. But like there's, I listened to the one about Amy Poehler. Not that I ever thought she was a saint before. Uh-huh. Oh God, she's horrible. I believe that. Yeah, yeah she started the horrible. UCB system, right? She did. Yeah. yeah, and then they had they had their whole thing where they were like paying people and they like went, you know, all that kind of shit. But she also just like just is a horrible human being. The what system? Uh, the improv classes. The oh, UCB East, yes. UCB West. Yes, I'm um, familiar. They mm-hmm. made those classes, and you get to perform. You pay them to perform, and you don't necessarily take any money home. You're just yeah, you're just yeah. There. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah. There's a, so, there's a lot of them like that out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've been, all that to say, I've been getting more into podcasts lately. I'm trying to. 
Dino brings me bad movies to watch. I do. Um, lately, <laughs> lately, I've been like, look at this podcast I just listened to. It's like, if you leave this shit, look at people just think they can record. It's like you're doing this thing. <laughs> no, I, listen, you have a film background. You like prestige. I like a lot of garbage that tried really hard. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I also enjoy a garbage film. I, I don't, I'm not as much into, I, I'm scared of garbage films because of the time commitment. Like oh, an hour yeah. or two hours to sit down and I'm like, what did I just do with my life? Uh-huh. I'll do a trash TV series. I'll do that. A nonstop bin watch what all day. Talk, well, yeah. How is that better? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not that I say, honestly, now that I say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, what is the difference? Like, I, I, in my head, it makes sense. I know a lot of people that like that. They're like, I will never. That's yeah. so much time. They were like, I watched uh, Bitch, the Real the, Housewives all day. I yeah. Was like, well, that's the a circle? Longer... Hell yeah. It's oh, okay. fake. You know, I'm, that's like, I'm real big when on. When they catfish each other? Oh, oh, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love catfish. Catfish <laughs> a series. That I was can't. my bread and butter for a while i know um, someone yeah. who used to catfish people so i can't like. I didn't, uh, yes i didn't do real housewives um my thing is what is it million dollar listing or whatever it's, oh my god is that your that your go-to that's my go-to <gasps> that's my go-to <laughs> joke too that's, there's gays so i'm like i can relate yeah. to the petty drama uh-huh. yeah but there's really no reason or rhyme to it yeah daniel always tells me if i want to cancel you i'm just going to tell everybody that you watch million dollar listing LA. <laughs> but now that i'm saying it here nobody can cancel me <laughs> But I you like know, to frame it as in like one, it's absolutely ridiculous because they also like whether or not they actually these real estate agents think they're hot shit or not. It's just so bad. And yeah. it's so it's so fucking dumb. Yeah. And it also is a good reminder of why millionaires should not exist. Billionaires. I, I whatever had, like, yeah, I had, an, I had an identity crisis as I started watching it and like getting really into it. I was like, wait, no, I should really be against like not only property ownership like this, but like extreme million dollar yeah. like. Too much. I was like, I, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I'm becoming. <laughs> we were, I, I, was haven't, driving. I, haven't, I haven't been back in a while. <laughs> My mom was in town and we were driving down Ocean and she was like, you just need to find like a nice rich man and then you like buy one of these homes. And I was like, <laughs> mom, these are the, the ethical issues of having that much money to be able to buy these specific homes. Yeah. Just like, mm, you have a skewed sense of money. And I was like, okay. you know, there was one of those homes that was featured on Million Dollar Listing. Was LA, it? Though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and I was like, what? what? There can't be like a million dollar home like that. And sure enough, I drove by there because you only see the gate and it's behind mm-hmm. like an apartment building. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, the gate's there and then it leads into the, like an alley, which then leads into the actual property. Whoa. So yeah, it's pretty wild. I also like, I used to watch it I've watched it like since the beginning and um, because I was like always watching Bravo and I stopped when the pandemic happened because then they aired the season um, like a year into the pandemic Uh and they were like, oh, you know, the the opening part was like, you know, the this onset of COVID-19 and all those like shitty stuff. And then all the real estate agents like, but we've been booming in real estate. And I was like, no, no. immediately. No, here's the thing. When, when people die, there's a lot more vacancies and people are making money and it's awful. And so I I left it for like a year. And then recently when I moved into my new place, I was like, you know what? I have a TV again because I didn't have a TV. Mm. And I was like, maybe this is the time. And now I'll come back to it. I specifically, (laughs) (laughs) I, I watched like, I don't remember what season it was on, but I was watching it like as it was going. And then I was like, I'm so into this. I'm going to pay for the Bravo app to watch it. No. Yeah. Getting to now. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but okay, like actually from a, I need to feel like I need to redeem myself a little bit here. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it is interesting too, because in the context, like, so LA recently, the city of LA recently passed a measure to tax luxury real estate. Yes. And like in the news, if you've been following it, like it just recently went into effect, I think this past month. Mm-hmm. And so the real estate market like went crazy because people were like, sell, make, close all your deals before you get taxed. Yeah. Right. Which is just like, and then you watch this show and granted, this is like one fucking, what, one sixteenth of the actual deals they're making. Right. But it's like, okay, like I don't have any kind of fucking heartbreak for people who are getting taxed, you know, when you're selling a, you know, $15 million property and shit. Yeah. I think the idea is like tax anything over like $2 million. Right. Yeah. So it's like not a even, million or two. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even people that are buying like their first home. Cause now most homes are like eight to right. almost a million regardless yeah. even if they're just like a random little space right it's everyone above that i'm like getting... casually looking because i keep telling like i'm looking to buy a place with like Ooh. with david and another one of our friends paul nice that's the dream right it'd be great queer compound like exactly. that yeah, yeah that's the idea yeah yeah less less people than my last queer compound that was eight <laughs> people tiny apartment that's not good this will be a little eight more structured. people i remember that episode to that episode i was like oh hell and yo, you were like by 10th street uh, 10, 10, 10 Gaviota. Gaviota, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So 10, eight people, probably like 12 when you consider all the roaches and mice. Yeah. That's about, about right. Oh <laughs> Every time I see a ceiling fan, I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> the trauma. It's too skinny. It is You're too fine. Skinny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just casually looking around every now and then because I'm still trying to save up, but like, yeah. 800,000 for. Yeah. I think we saw one in East LA for like $600,000, but it was mm-hmm. like. Oh, the 600k like what is this yeah Why? yeah where's this money go anyway in? listen to your mom find a sugar daddy you know <laughs> we'll, go down, we'll go down to the silver fox oh yeah, yeah. there you go just hang out there never leave like <laughs> like them <laughs> oh my god I, I really like the silver fox but usually every time we're there there's always some kind of creepy guy that i'm like i'm not there's this is not there's one guy that won't every, take no for an answer yeah Every time I've gone, I will, I, so like on the weekends, I take a little walk. I walk all the way down to Broadway and then I walk home and on my mm. way home, it's pretty far. It's a gross walk for when I tell the people, they're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, that sounds nice. great, but it's like an hour walk yeah. and then an hour back. But on my way back, I hit the bars. So I usually go to the Silver Fox on my way back. And every time I'm there, there's one guy that just sits in the corner and I go and I sit at my little table and I hang out, have a beer or two, chat. Mm. That's it. And this guy will always just like stare. Ugh. Like nonsense. Well, I felt that. Yeah. I know I'm y'all can't like, see this. But you're just <laughs> stare. I'm like, I was just like, I, that person just, was just, Miss Vanjie. <laughs> I ran into her at Mineshaft last weekend on my little walk. I was, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. She was sitting across from me, and I was like, wait, is that? It was DragCon weekend, and he texted me, like, isn't she supposed to be a drag con? <laughs> oh, that's right. Drag con weekend. The bartender was like, it's pretty dead today. And I was like, yeah, everyone's at drag con. He's like, well, everyone except. <laughs> back there. And I was like, yeah, except her. <laughs> the mind, sh- you've strayed from the path. If you're in LA for a drag con, I wonder what. Yeah, I don't know what here. it was. Mm. Yeah. And then Dino was like, probably for a brunch that was paying better. And I was like, no, they're out of drag. They are, mm. they are just here chilling. Yeah. I had to do like a Google search and like figure out where the neck tattoos were. Cause I was like, is this <laughs> Person. Which tattoos do they have? Research. I was like, I, well, I don't watch Drag Race. Oh, and I was like, okay, I think okay. that's who that is. Yeah. Um, just based off of like the face profile. And I was like, fuck, I don't know if they have face tattoos. I've never seen them without, without makeup. Like, yeah. Full coverage. Speaking of research on like RuPaul Queens, have you ever seen how like RuPaul has like six toes? <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I have. <laughs> it's a thing. 
right? I, I believe so. We full on like paused the episode. That there was one episode where where uh, she was wearing sandals, and we're like one, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, she's and, AI, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably a little probably a little yeah. Switch. And then, yeah. Did you see her house? Was that the one on um on Architectural, Fair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Architectural Digest? Yes, I yes, did. I, I did. did. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I just need to be again reminded that nobody needs this. Nobody needs this. I want that house. <laughs> <laughs> I what fucking love a pop of orange? What are you talking about? What struck me about the? I mean, it's like, of course, you're gonna have like a fancy ass house that is just like also. People in luxury don't have good taste. I don't know. Maybe it's just that's like the best part of watching taste. Architectural Digest. I'm like, you, know, you had all this money, and that's what you chose. That's that's what you landed. Yeah. You made a conscious decision to land on that. All right, cool, <laughs> great. There but are some terrible decisions. You know, as an Architectural Digest girl, after one of our friends introduced us. To oh, it. it's you know they do great videos. They right? do. Yeah. And again, everyone has so much money, and they're like, I'm gonna do whatever I want, and they're like, here is this bright pink wall. Yes. I and I don't know like how legit it is compared to like MTV Cribs. Cause like that was all fake, right? Oh my God. But I just so that I don't know. But I loved watching MTV Cribs too. Yeah, they would like stock the house with extra shit. They would they rent houses film, and right? say this yeah. was my this is my crib. Yeah. They did. Yeah, I oh, had there's, there's a whole video we'll be put in the show notes. I'll find it or something. Yeah, they talk about all the different episodes. I stopped doing the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally oh, looking no. up one of your episodes one, today. Yeah. I was looking up one of your episodes because I wanted to bring it up on this episode. But, yeah. um, and I saw the show notes and I was like, James is going to be so mad that I stopped doing <laughs> Honestly, considering how much time I put into them for Long Beach She's Met, I don't blame you. It's a lot. We've literally held up posting it, an episode because they were like, James, we've got to do the show notes. Fuck, you know, I'm like trying to <laughs> hustle in an afternoon. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. it. And the best they, comment I ever got was a fan being like, hey, just so you know, I actually read the show notes and yeah, I find them really helpful. that fan for me was you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was really excited. Yeah. Like, James reads the yeah. show notes. I do this for James. And then gay Twitter was moving so quickly and people were getting canceled yes. and stuff was being removed. So our show notes were always like, yeah. where do we find this? Which was exactly why I wanted the show notes because I pop into Twitter maybe like once a day and I just try and get a bunch of tweets in. But like, I felt like I missed so much yeah. on gay Twitter. It just, it's just uh, jumping gay, gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> makes me feel like uh, old man energy is like if Twitter moves too fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you kids talking about? <laughs> Um, but no, he'll be like, did you see this? I was like, no, but I've been on Twitter all day. And like, how did you, how did you I, not see this? It's vast. <laughs> Twitter just, is vast. Elon's fucking it up. I don't know yeah. what to say. Um, no, no, going back to RuPaul though for a second, okay. not that I want to keep talking about him, but, um, <laughs> the, what struck me about that architectural digest video though, is just like everything they said just sucked. It was like all the advice, the life advice was so contradictory. It was so fluffy. It meant nothing. And I was like. Um, just remember that this person is running a whole empire. Well, you also have to remember that their life advice may or may not have let somebody drown in the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best. <laughs> it's time to be real, and it's RuPaul. <laughs> you know, I saw them. I saw them drowning, and I was like, mm. you gotta, you just gotta leave it to the universe. Oh, that is so. When I first heard that, I was like, that can't be real. That's not real. And I felt, yep. It's real. It's unfortunate. It's, you know, oh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite RuPaul stories. So, <laughs> I remember my uh, my former roommate and I saw RuPaul walking down the street once in downtown LA, mm. and I was like, "Oh, wow, just like us walking around. Look at that." <laughs> hunting, Except she fracks. She's so. hunting for a drag queen to exploit. <sighs> I guess so. When he I told me about so. the house, I was like, "Well, that's what fracking gets you." So, mm-hmm. dead ass, one hundred percent. And her man's rich too, right? He does like a giant um uh raises like cattle for beef but like oh, giant that makes farms. Sense. oh yeah. you know who else did cattle 
Hearst. Yeah. And they fucked everything over. Yeah. Hearst did cattle too? Yeah. yeah and that's where yeah, they started. Did everything. Yeah. Wow. We mm. recently went to Hearst Castle, so it's all fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Hearst Castle is beautiful. It oh, was, yeah. My first time, he's gone above. Did you see the zebras? Like, we did not we see looked. any zebras. They weren't there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you brought up RuPaul's six toes when we went to go see <laughs> we went to go see Chicago recently because I was playing in uh, the Seagerstrom and I heard you talking about the woman that's <laughs> I heard someone did you hear it too where she was like he's got six fingers what and I was like and I was like what? I look because he puts on uh, for Mr. Cellophane he puts on white gloves yeah doing like yeah, a thing. yeah. oh he's it, got it, six fingers I'm looking at him like no he, no he doesn't and i was like well that would be a really interesting trick because the song is about like not being noticed so if no oh. one is noticing he has six fingers that's so a really i good really bit. tried to look and i was like no no i cut it right away i was like five yeah five, six, five. <laughs> you look double checking <laughs> did you turn around and inform her that he well and... she was sitting next to the woman that was singing oh was she <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was her person <laughs> person sitting next to david is singing he tells me at intermission and i'm like okay and like second act she is She's belting out. She's, she's What's that it. friend dynamic like that you're just singing at the top of your lungs? The other one's like, six fingers, I'm counting. And now she's probably going through and well, counting. Neither of them can hear, neither of them can see. Did you just point at me? <laughs> <laughs> I will remember this. <laughs> I pointed at both of us. <laughs> you, just, you just let each other go. Yeah. You just let each other be your worst selves. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter who that's around. Cute. I love love that for y'all. <laughs> and then when somebody points it out, you're like, no, only I can point it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the I will defend my my poorly my my friend with poor choices. Well, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, and you were saying that like who's singing at concert? Gen Z is singing at concerts. Yeah. Then you were talking singing to me about I was saying I went to a Florence the Machine concert, and you're mm. like, how does anyone see when they're behind you? And I. When I go to a concert and everyone stands up, I kind of like crouch down on the seat. So I'm like a little perched on the chair because I feel so bad. Someone paid a lot of money and like me and like I'll go with my ex who's like six, seven. And we're yeah. sitting next to each other. I'm like, no one's going to be able to see anything. But mm. or I'll like stand sideways. Yeah. So a lot of strike a pose. Didn't we do something kinda. recently? And I was like, both of you fucking tall fuckers together. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not it. <laughs> we went to dinner or something. <laughs> A while ago, yeah. Just like he was sitting down next to me at dinner, and I was like, "You were as tall as Dan standing. <laughs> like, <laughs> need an extra table between us." Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's good awareness, though. I feel like I'm in that between. Like, I'm tall, but mm. I'm not like like. There's definitely people taller than me. So like, I'll only stand if like it's I, I can't see at all, or if it's like mm -hmm. you know. But I try and be conscious. Of my whole life has been a lot of me just being like, I need to make myself smaller so the people around me aren't like <laughs> impeded. Yeah, uh, getting over it. I have a problematic story. Let's go for it <laughs> about his height. No, about me. Oh, okay. no height. <laughs> so I, I'm five four, and I dislike being five four. Um, but I remember I was watching like a 2020 one night and they were going through Obama's White House mm. and they decided to do like a 15 minute segment on Rahm Emanuel. Okay. And oh, they God. were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Woof. Okay. Already, it's already really bad here. <laughs> but they were like, you know, he's a really short guy, but he commands rooms and everyone's always like kind of intimidated by him. And I was okay. like, okay. And they're like, all he does, they're like the one thing that's really worrisome about him is like when he comes into a room and he immediately just hands on his side, like full power pose, but like an aggressive power pose. Okay. I learned that in the sixth grade and sixth grade to now, I will walk into a room and immediately do that because I saw Rahm Emanuel do it. 
<laughs> you do do that. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, does it work though? Does it get the? It's all for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the power pose that puts you in charge. You can kind of yeah. just eviscerate someone with a look or your words. So well, you know, works. considering how Chicago turned out after Rahm Emanuel was mayor, I think it was just for him. I'm the girl of mayor. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I, keep, I usually keep that one to myself, but now everybody knows. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I do think, I, you know, especially like, I feel like I, so in my day job, I, I am an executive director of a nonprofit and I'm like just in organizing things like that. People see me as way more of a leader than I think I am in my head or that mm. I realize. Mm. So then I realized I like, I remember a couple years ago, I got very self-conscious just about like posture and stuff like that. Cause I'm always like, Oh, I'm just chilling in the room. And then I'm like, Oh wait, people don't see me that way. Right. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, I kind of like, oh, you know, stand, you know, so that shit's important. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And I, I do not think about that enough. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's Machiavellian for me though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back since we're talking about you mentioned um, old man energy, okay. right? Yeah. Because I I feel like I might resonate with that. But we talked you... about it at your party. That's what it was. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I do remember now. Because what do you what do you think? What is about Dino that gives off old man energy? Oh, it's uh, I'm ready to leave a party when you, like any you you tell me when you want to leave because I'm always ready to bounce. Right? <laughs> big. It's I'm like, what do you mean? This party's till five a.m. David's yeah. here like, to close oh, the club God. down. Oh gosh, I'm here. That's terrifying. Uh, and uh, and up at eight for like brunch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, I don't know. Also, I don't know. I just get that air about you. No, he's right. It's uh, yeah. Even as a little kid, they're just like, "Who's that old man over there?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I have to be. Uh, very, I have to do a lot of prep ahead of time if I'm going to stay out late, mm-hmm. especially like, and not even just recently, just like always, like I could do it, but I got to like nap. I got to like make sure I've like, I had like, I ate all the right things and drank all the right <laughs> things to like last all night. I think ever since I went to Vegas once with family and it was, we went to see g Easy perform. Okay. At, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, was it at the, the, the Cromwell, which is this like little boutique luxury hotel, whatever. And so we saw him and that was like, that show didn't start until like 10, right? Mm-hmm. And then it ended at like one. And then I thought we were leaving. I was like, that was great, right? Or, you know, or I was a li- I was like tipsy. And then they're like, now we're going to go to the after hours party. And I was like, what? So we took this elevator all the way down. I don't know how many like feet under the earth, <laughs> under the hotel, and just emptied out into this like ro- these, these like maze of rooms and, and this like club and everything. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> and, you know, there's no windows. You don't know what time it is. No, like yeah. we were. Oh, Vegas God. wants you in. They, yeah. And I had a lot to drink we had we had other drugs and i just remember i don't remember everything i do remember being on the dance floor i was like sweaty as hell and i was like totally gone and i was like you know what i need to sit down i'm gonna go sit down in the booth that my family had and i like sit down in the booth and i hear my cousin yelling at me and so i look over the person next to me thinking it was my cousin i was like oh that's not my cousin (laughs) and i realized i got in the wrong booth and so instead of like, and the people at the booth were like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. I mean, granted, we're all like, you know, drunk and everything. So instead of me just like getting up and walking out of the booth, I was just like, oh, the booth, my booth is right next. Let me just crawl over <laughs> the booth seats. It was very, my cousin was mortified. And I was like, look, I got in the right booth. Your actual time. cousin or the cousin? That my, was actual, my actual cousin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got out of there and it was like 6 a.m. 
And I, I remember walking into a wall on the way back to my uh, room. So I remember that part. So oh ever since then, I'm like, you know, it's like, it's like, I was like, oh, all right, I'm good. A yeah, Vegas, Vegas humbled me. Um, I thought I could, I thought I was stronger. Mm. Vegas taught me I was not. Wow. Everything, wow. the drinks were just much worse, like in the best way, worse. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like a couple sips and I was like, Dino, I'm not okay. You got to get me. You're going to have to carry me at some point. Like, <laughs> I am waiting That's for the day so that I'm funny. allowed to carry him. There are very specific circumstances that only I am allowed to pick up David. Yeah. And one of them is he is wasted. <laughs> The other you, one is like, death. do you black out? Like, have you blacked out before? Once, once, only once, once in your entire life. I've also only ever had one hangover. What? Which yeah. is why? Are you serious? Yeah, and I will put away pictures of alcohol. Is that just because like you're? I don't know, man. You don't know. Okay, don't so know. you're not like trying. Like, I don't. You like you're aware when you're about to black out. You're like, no, no. I don't know because I've I've only been there <laughs> one time. It's it could really happen. I'm gonna blackout right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a barbecue at any moment now. The last time I blacked out and I was like, okay, this has to be it. Because I've probably blacked out maybe like mm, five times. Yeah. But I I mean, my tolerance for alcohol like tanked when I graduated undergrad. Mm. And uh, the last time I blacked out, I was in Sacramento. Because mm. um, I was part of, that's actually how I knew <laughs> Dino, was through um, uh, ASI, like the student government at Cal State yeah. Long Beach. And so we had gone up for like uh, the like the lobbying, the higher education lobbying uh, day. Mm. And it was like a weekend. So we go up and why? So the, the whole thing is like you're there Saturday, Sunday, and you're doing workshops and stuff like that. And then Monday, all the legislature comes back and she has to go lobby them, right? Mm. So why they, they send a bunch of college kids to Sacramento for a weekend and then say you got to get up at 8 a.m. to go lobby? You know, like it's just it's you're setting people up for failure, <laughs> right? So... Sunday night, we like uh, we finished the conference and they were like, oh, we're going to go hang out and everything. And I was like, you know, I should be social. Like, it'll be fine. Just a couple drinks. And um, they there was this one girl. Um, I don't even remember her name, but honestly, that's probably better. So I don't know if she I hope she doesn't. She won't listen to this. <laughs> um, but every she was like a little bit more. She wasn't super conservative, but she was a little bit more moderate. Uh -huh. Ipso facto, like people didn't like her. And she was kind of annoying. But I just like felt bad all the time because people were would, like intentionally ditch her oh yeah and i was like y'all like somebody can be annoying we don't have to like be fucked up like that right so i would like try and be her friend oh, i was dumb so <laughs> that was dumb so like i invited her to this like hotel room party that a couple other people were organizing and she like comes in and she brought pbr and i was like the fuck why did you bring P yeah <laughs> i was like god damn it and people were like who invited her why did she bring pbr and i was like sorry y'all this is me I've never had a PBR, but I understand that they're gross. They are However, gross. I'm a big Lana Del Rey gay. So I'm like, <laughs> this is for me, right? This yeah. is meant for me. So again, because I'm the nice person, I'm like, okay, well, nobody's going to drink this PBR with you. I guess I will. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I've learned. I'm not as nice anymore, but I just... Did you ever do the, the retreat at the beginning of ASI? Like mine was in Palm Springs. No, the first I never one did. I missed. I was brought on after they did it. The second one, I did a second year. Uh, we went out there and nobody heard stories. We were getting ready to go <laughs> out and it's like, okay, go. And we're walking out of someone's hotel room, and the woman in front of me shuts the door with both of us inside. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? And I guess I she's a little buzzed already, and she was just like. You're the LGBTQ secretary. I have to come out to you right now. <gasps> and I was just like, oh, I was, 
That's attacked. <laughs> a coming out attack. <laughs> it was a coming out attack. That's not my job. Yeah. Surprise, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. I was like, okay, um, are you happy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And she's just like, I like this girl. And I was like, okay, are you having fun? Yeah? Okay, cool. What if she would have said no, do you know? What, what, what? I wasn't ready for anything. <laughs> also, I wasn't ready for this. Can you imagine if you were like the actual, like you, you were the secretary of like LGBTQ, yeah. LGBTQ affairs, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine if that was your job? People just come to you once a week and just like, hey, I have to You would be you. very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that. Because oh, not everyone's out no. when they're going to college and they're like, they see me out there. They're like, oh, you. Yeah. Queen. You're the. <laughs> it's you. I have to tell you everything. That's okay. so funny. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow, that's wild. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> okay. So I don't know to that retreat, but yeah, there are always wild things happen, right? So at this one in Sacramento, we're at this this hotel room party. I already like pretty buzzed by the time we we get out of there, and they're like, "Let's move to a bar." So I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Oh," my friends were like, "Come on, let's go." Da, 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 whatever. So I give in to peer pressure very easily. That's my other my other toxic trait. Um, <laughs> And so we went to this bar, like, across from the Capitol. It was probably, like, three blocks away from the hotel that we were staying at. And we get there. More people come. So, you know, when parties, multiple parties meet. Yeah. And everybody's just like, good shots everywhere. You know, all that kind of oh, stuff. No. So I, at some point, blacked out. I remember being there for a little bit and then blacked out because we just kept taking shots and kept drinking. I woke up in my room. And I was rooming with two other people at the time. And I woke up and I was just like, I just remember being at the bar. I don't remember like ending at the bar. I don't remember walking back. I don't remember going up the elevator in my room, but I woke up and I was like, okay, I have my clothes on. That's great. <laughs> I'm looking around. I see like half a body coming out of the bathroom. Half which a was, body? Because yeah, it was one of the other roommates. Where the other one was, I don't know. But there was like clothes on the other bed too. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, okay, maybe just, I don't know. Okay. What's going on? So I was like, I just need to get out of here. So I like left the room, went down to the lobby and I didn't see anybody that I knew. And then sure enough, like I'm there sitting in like the lobby and like 10 minutes later, one of my friends come, comes out fully dressed in her like, you know, Sacramento garb and professional attire. She's uh -huh. like, we're ready to lobby. And I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> and cause she didn't go out cause she was just like, you know, I don't do that kind of thing. Yeah. So she was like, where is everybody? What are you doing? Are you okay? And I was like, oh, we've had a whole thing. I don't know where everything's going on. <laughs> and I was, she was like, well, do you need to go back to your room and change? I was like, yeah, I probably do. And then I realized I don't have my key. I don't have my phone. I don't have my key. Like I left it all in the hotel room. Like it was a mess. So eventually, <laughs> eventually it all got sorted out and people, it was, it was a very productive time lobbying. But I was just like, after that, I was like, this is dangerous to blackout in Sacramento. I have no idea where I'm at. Like, oh, thank God man. I made it back to the room. But after that, I was like, I can't do this anymore. That's not good. <laughs> for, for our conference in Vegas, everyone was like, go out. It was Monday night, right? The yeah. first night was Monday. They were like, no, Tuesday. They're like, we're all going out Tuesday night to Piranha in Vegas. Everyone's going. Oh Come with us. <laughs> we got to Piranha. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. It was, it was like, dead, right? Bitches. However, they all ended. So I ended up getting messages from people on like Grinder and stuff. They're like, are you still going? I know we said we were going to go. And I was like, it is 5 a.m. They're like, yeah, I know. I'm just waking up because I was like drinking earlier. <gasps> I like after the conference ended, I started drinking. I got really drunk, went to sleep, woke up at five. We're going to Piranha now. It's open all night or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the next day we oh, go God. to the second day of the conference and nobody showed up until lunch mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's how it goes that's great that's how so it goes like yeah good job everybody. that's that's like even you know i always thought like the student government things are wild wait till you go to like california state democratic conventions oh, oh it's imagine. even worse it's even worse student government i just remembered a story there are uh, two senators and this guy from judiciary uh afterwards i found out there was a threesome uh Love two that. guys and a girl uh-huh. uh, but the rumor was going around that the threesome got weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i remember the ju- judiciary dude he was huge could snap my neck beautiful man um uh, but wait did i know him maybe i'll look okay. for a picture okay um but i guess one of the senators tried to like get a little more cozier with him uh-huh. and years later he was dating one of my fraternity brothers so a lot of secret gays in student government oh yes yes there were yes there were but, wow <laughs> wow organizing yeah. a trend i know i know two two people that fit that category now they're married are they really? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I got a little dog. I think they have a dog cat. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they would have a dog. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny too, because we are now on like you know in in our professional careers, mm-hmm. we're on kind of the different ends of things. But I'm like, so people on the outside would be like, why are you two friends? But now, but I'm like, we have this like actually like really dope connection. Like we did undergrad together and did organizing together. <laughs> so yeah, noise. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. I want. Hang on. Uh, so we're recording from my family home today instead of from Dino's place. Um, and you said you had a story about my neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> it's actually not. I don't think it's, it's more nerdy. But when you were like, oh, we're right. gonna get more hyper local in Long Beach. <laughs> um, I was actually here in this neighborhood. Maybe you would be what's math? I don't know. Five months ago, um, canvassing for Rex Richardson, who was running for mayor at the time. Oh, and yeah. I was like. The it was my uh, some of my homies were running it and um, the dispatch and they're like go to this precinct and I was like why like it didn't make sense and I was like maybe I I can charm homeowners I guess but it actually being ended up being really cool so like your neighbors are pretty great people um, politically speaking at least like <laughs> it was really interesting too because I was like oh, I really don't want to fight people today <laughs> but you know like listen if it's against Susie Price like I will fight people right. <laughs> So that was my motivation. Um, And actually, like, I was genuinely surprised. Like, a lot of people really cared. The most they cared about was, like, oh, she, um, we should absolutely, like, fight for hotel workers and protect hotel workers. So that was, like, the sticking point for a lot of people. And I was, like, Susie actually was, like, the one of the deciding votes against hotel workers. And I got people. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was, we had a lot of good conversations. You ready for me to burst that bubble for you? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't live in this neighborhood. It's not mine to organize. There's, so. there's a street right here um, that connects to a, another street uh, on 52nd. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole yeah, yeah. area of apartment buildings. Okay. Um, the neighborhood that mm-hmm. I currently live in wants to seal off that route so that the apartment people stop driving through our neighborhood. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like how my neighborhood's set up. You can own, There's a park like in the next block over yeah but you can't go in that way you can only go like, yeah out that way. yeah They're like mm, no we yeah. don't want they want to close off this entire section Boo. yeah everyone here is a big not in my backyard person yeah because they were planning on turning in turning the library that's up here that closed i remember that into mm-hmm. a, a, a housing assistance place mm-hmm. um and everyone here al austin came and was like do we want this then everybody like no absolutely no, not no. angrily 
Yeah. My parents would go to his meetings like once every month and they would come home and I'd be like, I need to now all like de-brainwash you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, you know, starting points, <laughs> at least didn't vote for Susie Price. Yeah. So I'll tell you that. But yeah, we, yeah. you know, yeah, that's, that's kind of expected too. People just, people genuinely really, when it comes to like housing and in the, that income divide, I generally, it's really hard. People yeah. really and just I, I, I miss to, that whole lens. Thing. I had to tell my parents, like, they don't even have sidewalks. Like, what do you mean you want to close off the street? There's <laughs> yeah. no sidewalks le- uh, connecting all those apartment buildings. It's yeah. all grass. Wow. So I'm just like, we can't let them just drive through. They're just trying to get to Delamo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I would, I would, so I live now in uh, near like MLK Park. I just moved recently. And for the past, like, um, eight years, I was in Belmont Heights mm-hmm. and I always tell people, they're like, oh, how do you like the neighborhood? I'm like, it's just too nice. Like there's <laughs> friendly people, there's sidewalks everywhere. Cause I grew up where like you were, you were, if you had a sidewalk, I was like, oh, okay, look, we're, wow. in, we, we're improving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like garden yeah. grew up in Santa Ana. I grew up in Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. I knew, um, David Carbajal was someone at work. Oh, who yeah. Work. yeah. Yeah, 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 no, David. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, he just hit me up the other day. He's like, "Hey, girl, I saw you on Grinder." Like when we were at the, <laughs> <laughs> when we were at the secret room. That's really funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, I grew up near um, like Main and Warner, so like the neighborhood is called Del High, yeah. and it's like right up against like a bunch of like warehouses that are now um, cannabis dispensaries because mm. that's like the one spot in the city where they could be legal. Really? Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Go over here. Yeah. So when they first opened up, it was cute. My mom, who's like never smoked marijuana, at least that she's admitted to me, was like, <laughs> I would pick her up and we would go shopping and be like, oh yeah, there's a there's a shop over here, there's a shop here. There. I'm like, how do you know all these things? <laughs> The neighbors. Yeah. The neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, not having sidewalks, you know, that's, it's a big marker. (laughs) (laughs) The... The marijuana episodes of your podcast are fantastic. Oh, the whole, I love that. The whole thing with like the lottery through the trash can just like dr- drives me. Into Can't it. make this shit up. Can't make it this shit up. Wild. Yeah. Daniel had like an aneurysm when I first told him that the first time. Like everything is authentic on that podcast because he was like, there's no way. I'm like, no, dead ass. You said dead it was ass. Daniel's idea to start the show? Yeah. So he, um, <laughs> it's a really funny he like listens to podcasts all the time and has always been really interested in like um, audio editing. I mean, he's a musician and, and has done a lot of like his own kind of mixing and things like that. And he um, had the longtime job that he had. Um, he left that job like the end of a year ago. So what year is it? 23? Yes. So the end of 21, I think. <laughs> I'm bad yeah, with time. You could tell I know. me anything. Time is, time is a construct. It's all fake. So at some point. <laughs> we were inside for two years. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all weird. So end of 2021, he left a job and um, we, he, we were thinking of, you know, different things to, he was thinking of different things, kind of his next move. And he was like, you know, I really want to build up my creative portfolio. What if we did a podcast? And I was like, what? Like I never, because I didn't really listen to a lot mm. of podcasts. It just, I couldn't conceptualize it in my mind. And then the idea, he was like, you, which literally would happen. Like we lived separately at the time. Mm. And when I would see him like once a week or something, and usually like after sex or whatever, we would have like pillow talk. And I usually, the conversation was usually, oh my God, I have to tell you this thing that happened this week, you know, at work or like, but like at, for me at work is like in it's the organizing the, world, yeah. right. Or like, oh, this the thing local government to me, this. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> 
And he would like sit there because he was like, I can't know this. Like other people have to know, like I feel <laughs> like a burden knowing all this stuff. And so he was like, what if we like turn that into like a show? Like you could tell, we could tell stories. Like you are the knowledgeable and you know all this stuff. I'm the dumb person. Like I'll just relay it, be the the everyman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, actually, that sounds like pretty cool. So, um, you, you know, st- you guys strike a great balance. Thank it's you. Informative. It's fun. Uh, are you are you saying that the, they have charisma? Unique are you being one of those? Per- and talent. <laughs> <laughs> We're back on RuPaul. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a great time. Uh, we each have five toes, though. So that's good. Yeah, or ten toes total of five. Anyway, it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it also, for me too, like one of the ways, so um, actually we were talking about this at the party that like, I, I guess we haven't made it explicit enough in the podcast in the first early episodes that we were dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so a couple of people have like, who I don't know, have been like, oh, and your friend Daniel. I'm like, well, it's more than a friend, but. <laughs> well, don't worry. We made it really explicit on ours. Like, I think it was, yes, I think it was did. last episode, did, right? Yeah, well, thank you. I've made friends with people off of your podcast too. Really? Uh, me and Philip Zonkel have now started chatting. Oh, I'm actually, I yeah. actually do all their sexual, I'm starting to write all their sexual health stuff. Hell for yeah. Q-Boys. That and is so dope. What got me in was like, I've heard you before. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, on Cheeseman, he was like, What do you mean? And he was like, Was that the one about the bathroom? Like, yes, oh the one God. about the bathroom. Like, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he was like, That was a real good time. And I was like, That's it. <laughs> I was gonna bring that okay, one up. Okay, dragon, I want to come back to that. No, 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 I want to come back to that because there's even funnier story to that, too. But I mean, going back to the original origins of the podcast, right? Like, I so Daniel and I had been dating for like maybe I think like two years at that point when we started the podcast a year and a half and I was like you know he's somebody that I really admire a lot in terms of his creative work that he does Mm -hmm. like I'm really to me organizing is also part like an art right Mm. and there's like a whole approach to it and just the way I'm trying to show up but also like I consider myself a writer a reader and um, I always wanted to do more like creative projects and wanting to do something more with him Mm. in particular just the way we've like vibed and connected and so to me it was more of like yeah, like I'm down for that because like I want to do creative shit with people I love, right? Nice. And so that to me was like a big starting point. But I think to the other point was like, what if we could do something that like makes it accessible? Because my biggest thing is like, especially being part of a lot of organizing work in the past couple of years um, or decade, whatever, like there's, I'm, I don't think there's enough doors for people to like come in and figure out like, how do I wrap my head and get involved in like all this big shit, right? Mm. And like hearing feedback of people be like, I knew nothing about local politics or even like my cousin who's a cook. I, I work 40 hours a week. Some people I was working when I lived here, I was working two jobs. So like 13 yeah. hour days, that's also traveling. So like yeah. I keep up what was going on. Yeah, exactly. And I, and not only that, like, you know, so like even like my, my cousin who's a cook, he will listen to it and he has his whole kitchen staff listen. And they're like, they live in Anaheim. Like they have no idea about Long Beach, <laughs> but they're like, we follow along. Anaheim, and I'm like, that's so dope. Like that's the whole point of it. Right. To make this shit accessible to people. And then also like, with our queer like politics about it too because like i also don't i like want to be really clear like it's explicitly lefty it's explicitly queer right um but the other piece too is like you know this is just to to share stories and motivate people so to hear that like oh we're building new connections and new shit is coming from it is like makes my like warms my heart because that was like the whole point right we're just one platform and like i remember at our launch party i told people it was like honestly the most important thing besides listening to it is sharing it Mm. you gotta share it with people and like get it out there so yeah um, i think people it's it's happened a lot in so many different ways yeah no it's it's great i've loved it i've been looking (laughs) poor jack (laughs) 
<laughs> he woke himself up with that snow. <laughs> I my I'm the only person in this household that is anti Robert Garcia. So thank I, you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> my my parents are always like, "Can you stop? You're gonna get us like blacklisted somewhere. You can just shut up. You're bringing too much That's attention so to this funny. house." So I've been like, "You need to listen to this podcast to understand like why I'm yeah. so anti Robert." Hell yeah, uh, hell yeah. They won't, but it's <laughs> yeah. a small step. <laughs> <laughs> what was I, I was at some meeting recently, and somebody was like going hard. Oh, is it city council? on the street vending item and this person who was on our side i didn't know him but he was like really trying to go hard on on rex the current mayor and he was like you need like you know he didn't say this i'm I'm paraphrasing but it was basically like you know we had an amazing mayor and he was gay you should be like him like try to say that like do the right thing like robert and i was like girl he does the right (laughs) thing either also I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel like Robert would not be showing up in the same way for this item, but I digress. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, not. no. But he would show up after it was passed. No, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. That's his thing. I mean, from street vendors since, like, he was born, right? Yeah, oh, my God. Some shit um, like that, yeah. I saw him speaking at the LB Proud thing, and I was just like, I, I rolled so hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I try intentionally not to be where he's at all the time. The last time... We saw each other was at Starbucks when the workers were trying to unionize. Oh, wait, which one? Um, the one on Redondo and Seventh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we knew some of the workers there are DSA comrades. So we were like doing a lot of like low key organizing with them. So I had gone during one of their like um, what are their what are they, they were calling a, a sip in or something mm-hmm. like that. So they wanted yeah, yeah. people to come, and I just so happened to be there right when all the electeds were there. And I was like, God damn it. So they were all doing their photo. So I just stood by the door because it's a small shop, right? So they're taking up the whole thing. So I'm not intending to stand by the door, but like, so I'm by the door next to my other comrades. And so then they all finish the photo. And as soon as the photo's done, they're like, peace, deuces, bye, right? Whatever, we support you. So Robert's like the first one to walk out and we make eye contact. So I'm just like, all right, Knuckles. <laughs> did you really? Did yeah, you really? <laughs> yeah. Fist bump me. I was like, all right, like. You're here. Like, look, none of us are happy about the situation, but here we are. I remember him trying to take a picture with me in, like, in student government. He was like on campus doing something. And I was just like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah. It's good times. I'm too full of rage. Yeah. Okay. But, so funny story about the Philip episode. So one of the, the way we kind of divide up things on the podcast is Daniel does like all the editing. He does, he's all post. So mm. all of that, taking edits, things like that, he'll do that. And I'll set up all the recording. I'm all the pre stuff. So mm. like pitching ideas, doing the outlines, doing the writing and research. Um, then all the episodes aren't necessarily like scripted verbatim, but we have like a general, like here's the points we have to hit. Right. And then the other piece about it, when we have guests, I'm the one who organizes them. So like, I try to be really intentional of like, okay, <laughs> He's, he's, he's enjoying himself. Jack is enjoying himself. That dog. Okay. We're good. <laughs> I was like, um, I heard something, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> so like usually with guests, right? I'm like, we usually have a lot of prep conversations and like, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're going for. How do, can I help somebody feel comfortable telling their story and their perspectives? And so there's a lot of work going in before we actually do the recording. <laughs> and with Philip, like Philip, we've connected and in, in so much because we've, um, Helped each other out with some past organizing, too, that we did when I was doing some police ab- police abolition organizing. And it w- cracked me up, but I told him this, too. When we did our one-on-one, I was like, let's go for coffee. And he was like, how about a walk? I was like, sure, I can do that. 
We walked from Bixby Park all the way down to Second Street, then all the way up over to like my place near Belmont Heights, and all the way back down. And I was like, "Sir, that was a that was a hike. Like, that was a walk." <laughs> my Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought about that's early when you said that. Literally, I was like, oh, that. that's like that's yeah, what I do. <laughs> yeah, and I told everybody, I told Daniel about that. He was like, "You did what?" <laughs> Because I was like, oh, yeah, that was, it did feel great. But I was like, that was a long walk. Yeah, because right? I go from Traffic Circle to Second Street yeah. to Bixby Park and yeah. then back yeah. up Redondo. But shout out to Philip. Like, we had a really good episode. And I think it came out, I mean, it's like, it's actually one of my favorite episodes because it's like deeply personal to me because mm-hmm. I've had friends that have been caught in all of those things. Mm-hmm. And um, Philip afterwards, um, he, he called me like a couple, maybe like a month after. And he was just like, that was amazing. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, we've gotten so much like popularity and so much traffic from the episode. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah, homie. That was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea. But I, I think it clicked in his head of like, oh, wait, this this is like getting us out there. So I'm glad to hear that because yeah. it. I think they he does have a really good platform and I would love to see more like content on there and more people like looking. Yeah, at that's it what I told him because he was like, I have all these pie in the sky ideas. And I was like, tell them to me. And he was like, this, this and this. I was like, actually, Philip, those are very easy. If you want me to come on and do those for you, I'm happy to. And yeah. he's like, let's let's talk about that later. It's too many things. And I was like, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to take that next step, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Yeah. Um, park cruising. That's I was. Thinking, that's why I brought it up. Uh, there was a tweet going around like, what's like an embarrassing uh, hookup moment or some sort of. Um, humbling experience yeah david had a recent experience that you would like to share yeah i do um, <laughs> let's so, hear it uh in the i think our first episode is when i said i had my first sex injury right sex injuries was our first episode the mm-hmm. audio is terrible the content's great so I, I only recently had my very first injury from like sex like, uh-huh. i pulled something something got out of whack um <laughs> uh, after we went to watch chicago i was like you know what i feel like going cruising at the park and i found one nearby and it was like popping on sniffies so i went and uh did my thing, but what it, I'm not going to say the name of the park because yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. we in trouble, yeah, but yeah. it like, there's like a riverbed and then there's like a, a runoff area <laughs> that is like cemented. Mm-hmm. So, I, and it's kind of dug out. So everyone goes there cause it's like down and like pretty much secluded. Yeah. So I'm in there with the guy, but it's also like at a maybe 15 degree angle. So like one okay. leg is super low, one leg is higher and you're like doing your thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking this guy. And then I, when I come, because this leg is like outstretched, it like pulled the entire muscle. I like had oh, a it's like I, orgasm and like pulled and I was like, ah. <laughs> so I was like, you're good. And he was like, yeah, I'm good. And I was like, did you come? And he's like, I came. I was like, I'm going to head out. But because my muscle was so pulled, I limped out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> and not oh, just like no. a little like oh a little limp i was like uh. <laughs> with every step like more pain <laughs> oh, and God. everyone was watching me leave the like hookup area right and yeah. everyone was just like oh and i was like hobbling to my car <laughs> that weirdo yeah like oh man so i get to my car and i like sit down and i'm like i need to do something right now so i like recline the seat roll it all the way back and just start like massaging my leg before I leave. <laughs> Yeah, so it was rough. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Never had anything that bad, but like, I'm a tall person. You kind of like lean back to yeah. like maybe like a kiss from someone behind, and like pulled my back. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that just mean you need to stretch more? I don't think so. Probably. Probably. <laughs> that's real. We're just men of a certain age, David. <laughs> You're in your late twenties, but that, that even though it was dark, that guy saw pain on my face. I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> 
concerned for your well-being. You're just like, I came too hard. The worst part of it was that I couldn't just like leave and go straight to my car. I had to find a trash can because (laughs) (laughs) you can't leave stuff behind. (laughs) So I was like in the fucking dark looking for a trash can hobbling around. Yeah, keep your parks clean. (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that happen to you, (laughs) but also that's funny. (laughs) I'm here for the people. Oh, man. man. Uh, James. You were talking about pre-production. Or do you have any injuries that you want to share? Injuries? Injuries. Um, Humbling moments. Humbling moments. No, I've like, I'm very like, not um, risk averse, but I just, no, I don't think... I did get popper spilled in my face once. Okay. Oh, wearing your face. Uh, yeah. The face? Yeah. It happened once while I was wearing a, I, I was wearing a, a full leather hood mm-hmm. okay. and, um, and the popper spilled and a little got like, I could, I could feel it on my skin a little bit. Cause there was like mm-hmm. the, the, like the, the, um, nose holes and the, the mouth hole. But mm-hmm. luckily I think the mask like covered most of it and it was an accident. Like the person was trying to like, you know, give me a hit and just like move yeah. me out and just, you know, but so that kind of killed it. But, um, I was like, Oh, I, I survived getting popper spilled in my face. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's an achievement, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unlocked, you put that on your yeah, little profile. Yeah. Like, I lived, yeah, hell yeah, could have been worse, right? That could have been really bad, yeah. No, it's yeah, awful. That's, I had have, a party and yeah. some fell on his shoulder, and he was and like, I had a that. nice chemical burn, from just like a <gasps> really? little bit hitting me. Oh, yeah. shit. yeah, no, I, I lucked out because I could, I could feel a little bit about it. And we just, like, you know, we're, we're calm, like, took the hood off right away, and it was fine, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, yeah, that was that could have been bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but that, gonna, that's like the most maybe like injury i think yeah i was gonna say uh we've been here almost an hour and i was like we haven't hit anything on the list that was like pre-production <laughs> for but like but, but the poppers one is on there you so could, like, yeah there you go there you go you could just we you could turn this into like a two-parter there you go oh, absolutely. You, know, you could take a week off <laughs> oh my god i am kudos to y'all for doing this a week every week that's a lot it's i mean it, there's not a lot of pre-planning it's try to do something fun let's talk about stuff we did mm. um if if it was like yours whether it's like yeah for sure data script, i don't know i still things feel like actually happen you know i don't know i'm just trying to give you all more no time. yeah no no yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, patreon.com we, we, you know <laughs> we, it's gotten we've we've lost our our steam because mm. we were ahead by a week or two oh, and now yeah. we're like doing it the week it comes out for sure so, it's tomorrow like yeah. after this we have a barbecue and yeah. then i have to go home and edit because it comes out tomorrow yeah so oh, we're wow. we're moving pretty quickly yeah on these now got um, you but this coming week we'll have more time yeah we have a couple guest plans that nice. are going to be coming up so we'll have those recorded so we might get a week ahead people need to open their calendars <laughs> <laughs> you you, open. you were like you can schedule me three weeks in advance and i was like that's beautiful <laughs> yeah that's perfect great i'm fantastic other yeah. people are like can, it was like march and they're like i won't be free until june is that okay i'm like what well, <laughs> no you know what i like legit like i think people i do get a lot of things like on my calendar so i just like part of the three months like i have some time but like mm-hmm. just shit pops off all the time right so yeah. i just try and like be not back to back all the time so it's just more of like look i want to stay organized let's get it out mm-hmm. a, you know a couple weeks away that's but, the other yeah. thing for us too is we've started getting busier with like work and side projects yeah that's really like taking up a lot of time yeah but the beauty fame about- celebrity now you know y'all are <sighs> oh my god <laughs> We had one person say they recognized our voices at the bar. And it was great. That's so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Podcast, the, the power, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, our voices? Yeah. 
There's something very well, when when I was washing dishes the other day and y'all were talking about me washing dishes, <laughs> listening to the pod. There was something very meta about it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> they're, they're talking shit about me. That's great. It, I I like those parts because it makes it seem like very real world, right? Like we're not just people that are like, well, what are we gonna talk about today? Like we'll figure it out. It's like no, as life happens to us, we're oh. talking about the life that we. Oh, I think you meant the TV show. What real world? Oh no. <laughs> 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 no it's that idea of like yeah people. i get you yeah. um i do want to talk about you saying like organizing is art because mm-hmm. i don't know how you've balanced that well because i'm having a real hard time at my job because everything <laughs> i want to do is artistic and like, mm. narrative mm. um and everything they want's like number driven and i'm just like no you don't understand yeah people have feelings they do. they do, but they the scientists do. at these conference don't care about yeah, your feelings. Care about my feelings. Mm. <laughs> but I care about theirs, and that's what matters. They need to know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, that's really interesting that you say that because I now in my job as executive director, like, you know, I started organizing probably really in earnest, and even before I knew it as organizing, like in 2008. Mm. Um, and I started organizing bus riders out in Orange County. Oh, sure. um, and, you know, 2008, economy was collapsing, all that kind of shit. So, um, and in Orange County, like, you know, all the conservative folks don't give a shit about poor people. So yeah. I was like, oh, let's yeah. just cut all the buses, right? And so um, I was commuting by bus for, at the time from Santa Ana to Long Beach to go to Cal State Long Beach. So it was an hour and a half each way. Damn. Um, and I didn't know what the fuck college was and how course schedules work. So I had an 8 a.m. class. Um, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> laughing. Well, because I was from Orange yeah. County too. And I was like, maybe you could take the bus. And I was like, I'm not taking the bus. <laughs> Yeah, no, it sucked. Um, I had a grove. It's like two blocks over. (laughs) (laughs) But um, all that to say that, so I was like, you know, came into organizing before any of like the fancy terms or kind of like the theories and concepts. I was just like, shit is bad. And like, we're people and we could do something about it. Let's try and do something about it. Right. Because that's just how I was raised. And all that to say that like now in my current job, I don't do a lot of direct organizing because I'm more like helping run the organization and things. But the one thing I do a lot is data, like mm. like evaluation stuff. <laughs> and it's actually like I've learned to enjoy it a little bit more, especially when pushing like academics and other folks who like have fancy degrees to actually think about like what kind of data are you collecting and like what kind of story is that telling? And mm. especially like trying to break down and, and justify um, and usually winning like qualitative data, right? Because yeah. people's stories, like that is really important data sets, yeah. right? And helping people understand, like and translate those into numbers, I think is like, it is not intuitive to a lot of academic folks. So yeah. it is like super important because that's how like all of this shit gets like justified, right? And, and analyzed and studied in that way. Yeah, our medical director will look at everything you wrote. She's like, that's great. We're going to delete half of this. <laughs> Uh, and i'll watch it in real time because it's a google doc yeah yeah <laughs> just watch it all disappear yeah. on oh, me God. yeah yeah um, but you know what of that though what i do enjoy in in organizing that i've learned over time is that like i enjoy understanding the way like systems or certain institutions work and then figuring out how to exploit that mm-hmm. like okay let me figure out how like the medical industry operates and then figure out how we like because you got to learn the system first before you go try and fuck it all up right yeah. or at least that's what i believe nope. yes. yeah so I enjoyed that piece of it because like working the first time with like academics in my job, I was like, this is painful and horrible. But then I was trying to like really understand like how they talk and like what they're looking for. And then I realized like, oh, a lot of them are just kind of dumb. actually. <laughs> they <laughs> like, have a very specific think... skill set. A very yeah, specific, they do. Yeah. Yes, they, they do. I know. And that. they think that applies to everything. It, yep. But it don't, girl. It don't. Yeah, no. That's... Yeah. 
that's my that's my day-to-day yeah like how what do you mean you don't understand how this other thing works yeah just google it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i'm like y'all are and, and the amount of time that people overthink things too oh god it's ridiculous but but i think you know i mean to your point like organizing i think is an art in that it's like also like transformational like yeah you, you're at the end of the day like you're you're trying to move like human beings, right? And who have like were capable of complex thoughts, emotions, feelings, arguments, and you know I think about that every time I'm trying to fight somebody, and they're just like, well, that's just the way it is, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna like I'm trying to challenge your worldview, so I know it's not gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it might take a couple years and a couple tries and a couple drinks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, all right, we're at an hour. We are. You want to. Say anything. Was there anything else burning on your your? I want to know what carefully you, curated list. Yeah, Nazi doxing. Oh yeah, that's intense. Uh, yeah, what happened there? <laughs> no shit. Some of the, okay. you don't say. For the listener, you have said. For the listener, some of the things I ask for like a potential guest <laughs> is like, what's a story you have that like end in, and then I didn't die, and he just wrote Nazi doxing, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that. So tell me what happened. Yeah, this is kind of a kind of intense story and um i'll like tie it back to creative writing but um one of the things when um who maybe like two years before the pandemic um we oh, i did a lot more direct organizing around like police abolition work mm-hmm. and like um a, a lot of organizing directly against like the long beach police department and so and that was at the time with like dsa democratic socialists of america long beach chapter and we were organizing with black lives matter long beach um, Stop LAPD spying, a couple other organizations. And just in the past, like, you know, especially when um, Trump was elected, like abolition became more of like kind of my focus, just as I like kind of matured in my own understanding of the way the world works and kind of like, where do I want to devote my time and mm-hmm. energy? And so um, there was one moment where we were doing some of this work and um, I had some friends um, that I know who from working, uh, organizing in the city, who were um, part of IAM, which is the union that represents city employees. Yeah, And so, you know, I've gotten to know uh, many of them through organizing work and through school. And they reached out to me because there was this really like odd effort that was like the city manager was trying to keep like low profile where they were basically trying to um, fire all of the like security officers and some of the other staff at the airport and then bring in armed like field trained officers into the airport. Okay. And so for the union, they were like, look, we're losing members. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, we're not going to, we don't represent cops. Like, so, yeah. you know, this is, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they were like, you know, is this something like y'all might be or- interested in organizing in. So a couple of us were interested and we went to the city council meeting to talk about like why they shouldn't put police officers in the airport. Mm-hmm. And, um, ended up being, you know, it was a small group of us, but like we ended up like being really impactful. I mean, I am did a lot of the behind the scenes organizing. And so they actually like won. Um, they didn't end up um, getting rid of those officers and then bringing in the cops, cool. um, which okay. was really cool. But it pissed off a lot of people because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they were like, I think at that point, like I gave public testimony and, you know, people kind of knew who I was at that point. And so it was like, oh, because you're saying it, like it also sends a bigger message to you, right? Um, 
And so I remember a lot of people telling me, like, thank you for coming to speak, because I think you really helped, like, swayed some of the discussion. And, like, I, you could tell the council members were, like, on the fence about mm. it. And they were, like, it was more of, like, well, how pissed off are people going to be if we do this? Rather than, like, should we do the right thing, right? Mm. <laughs> so it, it helped genuinely. And us having, like, community members there, like, said a lot. And then, like, two days later... Um, I had a bunch of random Twitter messages from like people I didn't recognize. Mm. And so I was reading through them and it turns out, um, finally what got my attention was one of my um, DSA comrades that I know in Orange County. Um, and he was like, hey, like, are you okay? Is, there, is everything going on? Like, just so you know, like your information's getting passed around on 8chan, which is, oh, uh, yeah. So if you don't know, 8chan is this like dark corner of the internet that's like run by like Nazis and other just fucked up people. Um, and so then I realized I was opening like the, the other DMs. It was a lot of folks that uh, had like, we had mutuals who were connected to like Antifa organizing, like other left organizing that I knew folks through like DSA nationally. And they were all saying the same thing, like, Hey, heads up, like lock all your stuff, like your info's out there. And so they were sending me screenshots and it was like people who were taking my photos. Um, they had information about like my grandma, they had like some, oh, no. um, like other home information. Luckily they, like my phone numbers were blocked. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a bunch of death threats, a lot of like, you know, uh, der slang, derogatory shit about like my sexuality. And I had some photos where I had like prep pills and they were like, you know, I hope this, you know, I don't know if can I say faggot. Okay. Yeah, please. I just said it, right? Yes. <laughs> I hope this like Gagging faggot. Gagging for you, faggot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope this faggot dies of a dies of AIDS. You know, all kinds of shit like that. And so classic Nazi trope. Cla classic, right? <laughs> so then one of the people who reached out was like, "Hey, FYI, like we don't know exactly who these people are, but one of the people who posted all that stuff identified themselves in another thread because like some of these Antifa folks monitor all that. Mm -hmm. They were like, they're cops." They're all police officers. You, what? No. Yeah. No. yeah. Wow. <laughs> like they identified themselves in other threads as police officers. So, you know, like I don't know definitively, but like, you know, I'm like, okay, this happened two days after this whole thing that happened at city council, right? Where the police department didn't win. Like folks are legitimately upset, right? So it was, at first I was like, fine. And so I, you know, my friend um, sent me this really handy list of what to do when you get doxxed, like how to clear your information off the internet, mm. things to lock, all that kind of stuff and stuff I never would have known. So like okay. super like grateful to be in community and in like cadre with like really dope folks who understand how this shit works. Yeah. Um, so I like locked everything and, you know, I was like, at first I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I like told some of my coworkers and they were like, maybe you should just like take the rest of the day. And then the more it kind of like set in and I was like, I shouldn't have looked like, I, then I started going back and forth and then I just got hella paranoid. And I think, you know, I had heard of, of other at the time, like it was happening a lot to other leftists too. Mm. And so I've heard stories of like where leftists have gotten docs and they just like disappear for a time and like will pop up a week later and not because like something bad happened, but they just like, I need to lay low. I need to I disappear. get off the web. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I never understood that. I'm like, that's like the ho most horrible thing you could do because everybody's going to be worried about you. Yeah. But I felt that in that moment. And I was like, I want to just like disappear from the world right now. And so I just like, I really freaked out and I ended up like telling my friends who many, me, all of them are leftists too. And so I was like, they were like, well, what do you need? And I was like, honestly, I just want to be home. I want to feel safe. I'm like even kind of paranoid just to be at home. Cause like, I don't know. So I, I want to be home, but I don't want to be alone. Yeah. And so we ended up, um, watching they came over we had food together we watched um i had just gotten a dvd of uh one of donna summer's concerts <laughs> yes and beautiful yeah it was it helped you know that just to feel like okay i'm in community i'm going to be taken care of i'll be protected 
Um, things didn't really die down for like another week and a half until I felt like, okay, I can like kind of start popping off again. But mm -hmm. it was a good, and I'm really thankful that like nothing ever really happened or like to, to my knowledge and to my family or anybody else like that. Um, and to me, it, it was just like a really good reminder that like this shit is real. Like I know, you know, I think from the perspective of like, you know, oh, we're not just like going out to like play pretend and shit and talk about like bad problems. Like there are people who legitimately like, if if you are from a marginalized community, especially if you're queer, like there are people who want us dead. Mm -hmm. Like I don't mean to be dramatic or extreme, but like that's the reality, right? Yeah. And I say that also too to like other folks, and you know I've gotten pushback um, talking to other organizers or folks who are like passionate about like we want to do something, we want to like organize people and get out there. I'm like that's great, do that, but do it like be smart about it, right? Because like you were being a huge disservice to people if we're, you know, out there organizing and not taking care of the right precautions to like actually protect people's safety. Yeah. Like it's huge. Right. And so, you know, I don't say that to dissuade people from doing it, but like, that's just the reality. Right. Um, and it, it took me a while to like really kind of talk about it. And all the other leftists that I knew were like, yeah, we're not going to bring that up to you all the time because we know what that's like. Mm -hmm. And it's only in the past, like maybe two years that I've really talked to, been able to talk more and more about it. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't even know if all my coworkers know, cause we've had so much turnover and mm -hmm. like, I don't ever want to scare people, but like, that's also the reality of this work, right? Is like, we're targets. And I yeah. think about that for my own job, but I actually took a, um, La, last year, no, the year before, I took a creative nonfiction writing class, writing workshop, and I ended up writing about that experience and tying it because it was like right, um, it was a little bit before I started um, dating Daniel and then exploring polyamory. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big life shift for me. And so um, I wrote this story that kind of braided that experience and like over, like working through my triggers of like loneliness and kind of like being by myself to then like allowing people to show up for me because mm. it's really hard for me to ask for help. Mm. It's really hard for me to like ask people like, Hey, I need this from you. Usually I'm like, if somebody needs something, you call me, I will come <laughs> yeah. be there yeah. for you. Right? I am also that person. Yeah. <laughs> and so this was a, such a, it was really hard for me to admit the day I found out that I was docs of like, I need you to come over. Like I, I need, I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. To admit that was like really big for me. Mm. And so like I'm always like a really big fan too of like reclaiming like slurs and shit like that, right? Like I'll never forget the first time in middle school that I was called maricon, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll remember all the times that I'm called faggot in a way that was trying to meant to hurt me, right? Yeah. And now I love the idea of reclaiming that shit, right? Um, and so being able to write about that experience in a story and connect it to like polyamorous love and kink and BDSM was like really fucking therapeutic for me. Mm. And also like a really good flex of my own kind of creative muscle. Of like I can tell this story in a way that also like ties to like where I want to be in the world. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. And it's, a, I really, I'm really happy with the way the story ended. Good. Yeah. I'm also happy with the way the story ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still on the shit out there doing a whole podcast about it. So suck it Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> I think suck it Nazis is a great place to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A beautiful story. A beautiful uh, moment. I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, James. Thank this you for beautiful. having me. Beautiful. We're gonna great. have to have you back because we did not finish your list, and there was just a bunch more at the end. This, that... this is so fun. Yeah. Let's do it again. Absolutely. That'd be great. Conchas yeah. next time, though. Yes. 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 Okay. Cool. Yes. Okay. Conchas for sure next time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start beating our guests. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right.
Take us up, Dino. Sure. If you like this podcast, you can like, share, subscribe. Uh, I'm a big fan of stealing someone's phone and adding us onto it. That was my favorite story that's ever happened. That's uh, gr- ingenious. It's that's beautiful. Great. So good. Take your hookup's phone and be like, hey, you need this real quick. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're feeling generous, feel free to be a, one of our patrons. Patreon.com slash Pod. James, would you like people to follow you anywhere? Hell yeah. Um, you should definitely, if you um, love more long, local Long Beach politics and, and queer lefty shit, um, check out Long Beach Cheesemet. It's our podcast that I did with Daniel, um, my boyfriend. <laughs> They're <laughs> fucking. Boyfriend they Dom, are so fucking. put that out there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at LB Cheesemet um, or on Twitter at Long Beach Cheesemet spelled out. Um, yeah. And I'm also on Twitter. Um, at J I S U A Z O. Beautiful. <laughs> and it's like flung it in my head like, like is, that, is that a name? <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, if you have any stories you want to contribute as a listener, feel free to DM us on Instagram or Twitter at CCL Pod. But until next time, I'm the famous Dino. And I'm the gay Gatsby. See ya. Bye. Bye.